This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And instead of watching Netflix and chill, I watch Hentai with Senpai. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Rogue to Chase. I'm not gonna laugh. <laughs> that that one was assisted by, by our editor, actually, who, uh, who helped give me the idea. I, it sounds like a Dylan type of saying. <laughs> In fact, Excuse if I'm me, not mistaken, you mis- mean Mr. Editor? Mr. Editor, yeah. We can't call him by his Christian name after all. <laughs> we don't have that right yet. Yeah, no. After not. the atrocities we've committed. <laughs> one day, one day. Uh, and Remington, I have one thing to say to you. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hey, nice. 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 You know why it's nice, Remington? Uh, I don't, I don't know. But maybe if our listeners want to look at look at what episode it is, they'll see that it's nice. It's super nice. It's nice. And how could we miss the chance to do something nice for this episode? Yeah, let's do something nice. But also at the same time, is this gonna be some edgy bullshit, Sean? Because I'm not ready. <laughs> What's the matter, Rem? I've been demolished for a month now. I need <laughs> I need something else, Sean. Be- I've been a good boy. I'm on the Discord. Everything is fine, Sean. This is true. This is true. But Remington, it's episode 69. And I want to use that as, uh, it's my way of showing to everybody that I am hip with the kids, that I understand the memes. I know what's going on in the world. So we are going to go full meme mode right now. But don't you think that like maybe showing me something a bit raunchy, maybe that's not quite nice. Don't we want to be nice? But Remington, nice. Oh, 69. See, don't nice. get me wrong. Nice, but also now I'm spooked. So fuck. Oh, you don't need to be spooked, Remington, because after all, what does the number 69 mean to you, Remington? It, it, it means mutual cunnilingus. What? Cunnilingus and then some, some fellatio and just two people together. What? Uh, like, like a six and a nine, the, the head genitalia. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel I feel like there's been a bit of a clerical error here. <laughs> uh how confident are you that that is the colloquial meaning of 69? I I I mean don't get me wrong. I I I am not uh hip with the kids, but uh, but I I'm pretty confident. I'd, I'd probably say like a 69 out of 70 confident. Nice. 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 Uh oh no. Uh <laughs> Well, this is awkward, Remington. Uh, <laughs> oh no, did you did you not get the memo, Sean? So whenever I've been saying nice in my public and school life, yeah. in the middle of my math class as well, I've been, oh. I mean, other things can be nice. Uh, I just, I'll be honest with you, Rem. I just thought it meant nice. And I mean, ni- it, it, can't, maybe, it, it can be. It can be. Often it isn't. But you know, it often, it, it definitely is just the 69 nice. However, you know, there are there are other kinds of nice out there. Like like like, like a Bob Ross. That's a, he's nice. He's nice. I wouldn't say he's nice, but he's nice. I, are you excuse you? Well, okay. Well, maybe he's a Bob bit. Ross. I mean, come on. <laughs> I would get up in that fro. 
Little known fact about me, unless there's Bob Ross playing in the background, I can't finish. I'd, I'd love to make a happy little mistake with Bob Ross. <laughs> there are no mistakes. Happy little accidents, right? Oh, there we go. Happy little accident. I would love to make one with Bob Ross. <laughs> oh, Bobby boy. It would be so wholesome. Soil my canvas. <laughs> <laughs> Beat the devil out it, Bob. Oh, <laughs> is, is that Bob Ross? First of all, is, is best waifu. Second of all, uh, is, is that what we're uh, watching this week? We're watching the Bob Ross anime. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I'm actually kind of regretting what I chose though because oh, no. apparently I was in the wrong, which happens a lot for me. It uh, does, as it does. you know. Uh, and while I said I was going to get better at research, apparently I need to do more meme research. Oh, okay. So, uh, so, so you seem to have misunderstood uh where did your your misunderstanding of of this issue lead you sean well i believe it's in the root of the word nice nice i want i wanted i was like you know what i can look at that show and be like nice okay that's pretty nice uh so so you wanted for for our 69th episode you wanted something nice but something something of 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 good quality that makes you think nice Yep, uh, but now that I know there's a sexual connotation, which, uh, is problematic, I'm sure, uh, I regret choosing this, but since I don't have anything else prepared, we're gonna have to do it anyways. Oh, perfect, okay, and, and, and what, what is it gonna be, Sean? Well, Remington, uh, how familiar are you with the studio known as Ghibli? Oh, Ghibli! Well, you know what, well, that is one hell of a choice for, for episode 69. Yep, yep, nope, nope. You can see why I wish I wish I had paid a bit more attention in sex ed. The, the, uh, the raunchiest episode number, but the the whole most wholesome kind of anime. Yeah, in fact, it's so wholesome. In fact, that we might get in trouble. <laughs> Just to have the number and the anime next to each other in the title. I mean, there's one anime that could be a step in the worst direction. Maybe two from the Ghibli line. Uh, but this is a pretty close third, I'd say. Okay, well, uh, my my Ghibli knowledge is is limited. Uh, the only Ghibli thing we've seen on the podcast is Spirited Away. Which, which you did not like. I thought it was an amazing movie that I didn't really like. And and so there were, there were a couple others that you listed and that you, you mentioned to me. Uh, I'm gonna guess that it's gonna be one of the ones I remember. Which case, there was Princess and then I think there was a K at the end. And then there's Howl's Moving Castle or something. His castle is doing something. I think it's moving. Maybe it's doing other things. Maybe it's doing a jig. I'm not frankly sure. But those are the two I remember. Is it gonna be either one of those? <laughs> He's giving me such a look right now. <laughs> May all your bacon burn. <laughs> Oh, I, I I see that I have I have uh, inadvertently disrespected the Ghibli. Uh, nonetheless, my question remains: Is it either of those? If you had seen either of those movies, you would have gotten that reference, Rem. It's fine. Well, I haven't, so. Uh, but no, it is not one of those. Uh, those would have been okay for sixty nine because at least you can get that nice feeling, but you don't feel bad about misattributing the number to it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, what what one are we doing instead? Well, Remington, a uh, little uh, known fact here, but it's been about. 30 years since this Ghibli movie came out. Oh no, it's old anime. Okay, first of all. <laughs> let me make something clear to you, Remington. <laughs> See, I, I'm just a kid who just got out of trouble after four weeks and I just want to cause problems. Uh, clearly, you're the problem child in every 80s movie. All right, You're like the Kevin McAllister of anime right now. <laughs> 
And that's not a good thing to be. Because uh, we I'll see what happens title. to poor Macaulay for a couple of years. It's not <laughs> oh, great. Oh no, oh no. But I need to make something explicitly clear, which I think I mentioned all the way back in episode 10 when we did Spirited Away. It's been a minute. 59 episodes to be exact. <laughs> uh, every Ghibli movie is somebody's absolute favorite Ghibli movie. There are, with very few exceptions, bad Ghibli movies. I can think of maybe three, and that's just because they have good ideas, but really poor execution. If I remember correctly, you said that your personal favorite might have been Princess Moana okay? <laughs> Uh, I I wish that the listeners could see the look that I'm getting because it is filled with so, so much hatred, so, so much just anger and, and wrath filled in, in his eyes right now. Uh, I love you so much, Sean. I already used the bacon burn curse. The only (laughs) other curses left in those movies that you haven't seen are a bit more mm, permanent. Oh, shit. (laughs) So I'll refrain for right now. I, I appreciate it. Okay. But so, yes, my favorite is Princess Mononoke. All right. So uh, so this is not your favorite one. No. I'm saving that for a rainy day uh, when I really need to cheer myself up, especially. All right. Uh, and it's not Howl's Moving Castle, which is also one of my favorites. Really good one. Is this your least favorite Ghibli? Oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> like I said, there are some Ghibli movies that just aren't worth watching. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, but that's just because they were just poorly executed in a lot of different ways. Hear that? Our weeb listeners who like to take us out of context, Sean thinks Ghibli films are not worth watching. Just take that sound bite and then get really angry at him on Twitter. You won't be the first. <laughs> Which is, again, really harsh. Uh, but when I say that the idea of conceptually fucking a red turtle is kind of a bad idea for a movie, I don't think I'm too far out of the norm here. Excuse me? Don't worry about it, Rem. If we ever get to that one, I'll be amazed. Oh, uh, no. It, it's just it's just not very noteworthy, in my opinion. Although, then again, it's probably somebody's favorite. Like I said, most people have a favorite Ghibli movie. Although some people will pronounce it Ghibli as well, which is fine. I just prefer Ghibli because I think of it as a hard G. Okay. Is uh, there? Well, what's the right one? Uh, there isn't. What do you mean there? I mean, obviously there is. Uh, well, it's H- okay. How does the studio, if you ask someone working at the studio, for which studio do you work? How would they pronounce it? I'm pretty certain it's Ghibli. <laughs> but this, the, this the, like the reason, GIF GIF. okay, essentially, Ghibli, Ghibli. Yeah, it's it, here's the reason for you, Rem. Uh, the reason is, is because Ghibli is an Italian word representing a Japanese studio, and we're American. Oh shit! Who can say what the fuck the pronunciation is? Uh, if I remember correctly, I think uh, the Italian word is specifically for like a cluster of rivers in Italy. At some point, I, I I don't remember exactly. All I know is that I prefer to say Ghibli. I've been saying Ghibli for twenty plus years. It's how I'm going to be saying. Fair enough. All right, so back on track to what we're actually doing today. Uh, Today, Remington, we are going to be watching uh, a show that just recently had its 30th anniversary, which is impressive to say the least. Uh, Yeah. It was released in 1989. Oh, boy. Uh, And hilariously... If I had made you sit down and watch this movie and then made you watch Spirited Away, you probably wouldn't have been 
able to tell uh, what years they came out in because they honestly they're about the same animation quality wise. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, no, uh, we saw this with Akira as well. Animation quality in the '80s for a lot of films could be really stellar and really um, beautiful to look at and pretty and interactive in your soul. Uh, and that's very much the case for most Ghibli films. Uh, and this one is no exception. I actually the main reason I wanted to you know do this one in particular is because one I needed to give you a bit of a treat after all the torture because I promised. Thank God. Uh, and two because I actually recently went and saw the 30th anniversary in theaters on a big fuck off screen in a movie theater and it was amazing and I loved every second of it that I wanted to uh, I wanted to watch it again. So we're going on a field trip to a real theater with a big old screen. Oh no fuck off you. <laughs> you don't get that. No no no. <laughs> I just get your rinkening screen in the basement. Yep. That's exactly what you get. It's, and quite frankly, it's what you deserve. <laughs> and besides, uh, you were occupied at that time. I tried seeing if anybody else wanted to go with me, but hey, eh, that's my life. <laughs> uh, and so the movie we're going to be watching today, Remington, is a little film called Kiki's Delivery Service. I, I have never heard of this. The fuck you mean you've never heard of it? <laughs> I, like, what the actual <laughs> fuck do you mean you've never heard of it? I've heard people talk about Studio Ghibli. I've heard like people list off. Some Ghibli films, and I have never, like, even tangentially, this has never entered my consciousness. I, it's never existed in my brain. <laughs> How the fuck? has Kiki's motherfucking delivery service never breached your psyche. I don't know. Maybe it's just not good enough. (laughs) He's going to kill me. We're not even going to make it to watch the episode. I'm going to die. Oh, my fuck, Remington. (laughs) I'm in one of those moods this week, Sean. Remington, remember when I said that a lot of Ghibli movies is somebody's favorite? Yeah. I've known several people in our age group who say this is one of their favorite childhood Ghibli movies. Top three for a lot of them. I mean, nice for them. And who knows? Maybe it'll be mine. I mean, hey, it just need I just need to like it and it'll be my favorite Ghibli. Honestly, I'm sure you'll like it in comparison to Spirited Away, but that's just because you're a prick. <laughs> uh... But not because Kiki's Delivery Service isn't deserving of liking. Honestly, I love this movie, uh, even if not a whole lot happens in it. Oh, okay. So it's it's going to be very slice of life style. Yes, actually. Okay. Well, I enjoy slice of life, especially when it's extremely human, which given it's Ghibli, I have confidence that they, they will do pretty yeah. well. And I will say the only really unrealistic thing in this movie is uh, the fact that she can afford to have an apartment by herself. Hey, it was the 80s. It was possible then. I know. Well, I, I say that from an American perspective. I, I do not know about Japanese economics or the housing system here. Here, we oh. got some housing issues. Well, it's set in like an England-American style place, so. Uh, uh, oh, uh, what? Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, it doesn't have to be set in Japan just because it was made in Japan. I mean, yeah, I just always assume as a baseline, but hey, that's neat. Yeah, no, it. the last Ghibli movie we did was very Japanese-themed. Oh, yes. I mean, in fact, it was so Japanese-themed, I could go for hours discussing all the various types of yokai and spirits and creatures that were uh, uh, portrayed in the film and how they portray to actual Japanese mythology as well as all the different cultural aspects of Spirited Away. I could talk about Spirited Away for hours because I love that movie. Uh, I could talk about it for approximately however long our episode was. <laughs> about an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's because you're a dick. But that's fine. <laughs> Alright, so uh, you, with this movie, I, I assume that you have Kiki. Yes. Uh, who, who is our, our main character. She is. Uh, I, I 
assume that she's she's a bit young. She is thirteen. A thirteen. Yep. Uh, and, and that I I, I guess here's what's gonna be my guess. Okay. So she obviously has some sort of delivery service. Maybe a bit of a stretch, but that's fine. Excuse me. <laughs> No, no, that was a goof. Go on. <laughs> All right. Uh, so she got a, a, a delivery service and maybe maybe like papers or something, especially because it's westernized. Is, well, is a little bit. Yeah. What I'm thinking. Or, or things like that. Uh, and you know, I, I think this is going to go around and I think this would be an interesting route to go. And if it's not the route, then Ghibli should also do this because they would knock it out of the park. But like it's going to show different slices of the lives of the people she delivers to. Right. And so she gets different vignettes and she just sees different moments in in all of these different people's lives, but not everything, just these bits and pieces every time. And and they, they expand, they build some, you don't get to see the conclusions to and something like that. It's a very bold prediction. And I actually don't really think it's the way it's going to go, but it's a way it could go. And it'd be real neat. Honestly, Rem, you, there are elements of that in this. Hell yeah. I'm a genius. <laughs> uh, because ultimately Rem, this show is just so nice and relaxing and cute. Uh, there's a cute, cat first of all oh fuck yeah that is uh, ha- is sassy oh my god yes uh you'll like that uh, slice of life very human cute sassy cat Th- this is this is my kind of ghibli right here yes yes and that is what makes this show super charming like there's no grand overarching plot like a lot of other ghibli films have there's no grand uh trial or tribulation that the main character has to go through to like a grand scale like in spirited away you have uh chihiro trying to get back home, get her parents get back home, remove the curse placed on her parents and herself, uh, and, you know, coming-of-age adventure stuff. Uh, Princess Mononoke, which you haven't seen, there's a lot of um, nature versus man elements and what should be cherished and what should be used responsibly. You know, Ponyo, there's ham. Uh, but Kiki's delivery service is coming of age stuff as well as living responsibly being uh, and being true to yourself most of all, which is not a huge, like there's not a huge antagonist to that. Whereas the real antagonist in this show is kind of Kiki. It's like a self versus self type deal. Exactly, exactly. Most of the problems in this show are caused uh, by Kiki's own self doubts. Oh God, this is getting too real, too human. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but they're are, not- are, you, are you just going to put a mirror on the screen, Sean? Is that the whole, for the whole movie, it's just going to be me staring into my own goddamn eyes. Very possibly, Remington. <laughs> And of course, it's an older film, so some of those themes aren't as uh, clearly translated as you'd see in a modern film. But overall, the whole premise and feel of the show is just so nice and pleasant that you're not going to mind too much. Well, it seems like it's right down my alley. I've mentioned before, one of the things I adore most are these very human, coming-of-age, slice-of-life style shows, especially when done well, because often they are not, but often they really are, and when they knock it out of the park, they are some of my absolute favorite kind of media. Yes. Uh, But would you like a more specific synopsis of what we're going to be getting into, Rem? Because so far all I've told you is about, is a, you know, self-actualization coming of age story. Yeah, no, I don't know. I feel, I feel pretty good. (laughs) No, no, that's it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can do without a synopsis. I feel like I understand. I almost want to go straight into the, uh, into the film, just so you have an idea of what's going on. Is, is there, is there anything I need to know, Sean? Well. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, this is this is where the Ghibli gets weird. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say weird. 
I'd say whimsical and magical. Oh, it's Ghibli, it's always like, here's the general premise. And you're like, neat. And then they're like, but by the way. And you're like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, You ready? Uh, I don't know. Kiki. Kiki's a witch. Oh, wait a minute. I may. Okay, so I don't know if I've heard Kiki's delivery service, but I think I know the character of Kiki. I think. Describe maybe. her for me. I'm. It's a, it's a little anime. That's not very descriptive, Remington. There are lots of little anime witches out there. I don't know. If, it seems, if I remember, she Com- seems like a pretty- Adjectives, motherfucker. Use them. Like a pretty prototypical goddamn witch. She's a little witch. Are we talking Wizard of Oz? Are we talking Harry Potter? What are we talking, <laughs> Rem? I are, need adjectives. Are they different? <laughs> Please tell me you've seen Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I probably have. <laughs> this is, you know, this is an audio program. Yep. And you've left me speechless multiple times today. <laughs> Which is not great. No. It's not the best. But let me put it to you this way, Rem. I'll use adjectives All like right, an here, adult. Here. Uh, take, take the girl from Spirited Away. <laughs> And then take the witch from Rosaria and smush him together. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't smush him together. It's not that kind of show. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, Ram, that's not the worst description you could have given. See, boom. Fuck you. I'm amazing. See, I I feel like I know the the character in my head. I think I've seen this character. I have just never associated this character with a specific thing. What does she wear in her hair? Oh, God, I know. Come on, Rem, if you're so confident. Oh, she wears, obviously, uh, she wears a a very symbolic ribbon. Uh, this this ribbon, it, it's symbolic of quite a few things uh, that you can watch the movie without thinking about. Um, uh, but then uh, later on, when it, when it gets loosened, it, it represents uh, sort of losing control. Uh, and then when it's given to that one character, it's just that bond to friendship. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) You're kind of close, but no. There's no hokey ribbon stuff in this. <laughs> well, shit. She just wears a bow. Oh, okay. Well, it's just a red bow. All right. Red bow, black uh, outfit, short cropped black hair, cute little girl. What? How hard was that, Rem? All right. I mean, it was a lot more of an amorphous blob kind of deal in my memory, but. Uh... Are, are you sure you're not thinking about No Face from Spirited Away? <laughs> what a what a show that would be! Just No Face on a broomstick, just flying around, and then very like creepily, like he arrives at your door step right and then you you come to a knock and then very slowly and gingerly just presents you like between fingers uh just a newspaper and then just waits for you to take it uh, and that's uh, it uh, uh, uh. that'd be so unnerving and delightful i would love that quite frankly <laughs> i actually have always dreamed of doing a no face cosplay remington uh and just offering gold coins to people oh there you go uh, i think it would be great adam savage did it why can't i uh <laughs> one in the same you, you both got a bit of the gin gin yes so it's fine. Yep. And all, I- all gingers can pull up their abilities. It's a well-known fact. Uh, so anything one ginger is good at, all gingers can be good at. We're a hive mind. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but more seriously, Remington, <laughs> Kiki's delivery service is about this little witch girl, Kiki. And in this world, in this kind of like, it's like San Francisco mixed with England is what I'd describe it as. Okay. Uh, witches are just kind of a thing. And it is tradition when a witch comes of age around 13, uh, they go off on their own for about a year or two to try and hone their witch-based craft in a new town. Uh, whether that be potion brewing, uh, spells, uh, just magical trinkets, things 
things like that. All right. And so for Kiki, is it like flying around? It is. Okay. Uh, because she, she herself has never been particularly good at anything, especially witchy, but she's always been a natural on a broomstick. So she comes up with the idea of oh, becoming- Oh, she makes such a good seeker. Yeah, actually. Because as we all know, anime out of context, official anime is Harry Potter and Harry Potter is both of our favorite anime. Uh, Remy said, is this the closest we've ever actually gotten to actual Harry Potter? Uh, it might. This is the, probably the most relevant mention of Harry Potter we've ever had. Also, I'd like to point out, it's been a while since we mentioned it, restraint. <laughs> <laughs> We've mentioned plenty of other things as our favorite anime. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. But Harry Potter being our favorite anime is a very, it's a, it's a cornerstone of our hearts. It's been a hot minute, uh, and I, I want the listeners, especially the ones who got really sick and tired of that joke, to appreciate the restraint, because there have been at least five instances that I've wanted to make that joke and haven't, and it's been for you listeners who didn't want to hear it every episode. Which is fair, but once again, Harry Potter's my favorite anime. Let's be real, <laughs> man, come on. All right, well, I, I think I have a, a general understanding about it. I feel like I'm ready to jump in. Honestly, you are. Uh, the only thing I will say is that she fi- the process is they find a new town, hone their craft for about a year, live on their own, grow as a person, and then decide whether or not they want to live there forever. And if so, that's where they'll put down roots and do their witchly things. And usually it's one witch per town as well. Okay. So with that, Rem, let's go watch one of the most wholesome Ghibli films, Kiki's Delivery Service. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming the entirety of the hit 1989 film, Kiki's Delivery Service, and Remington, if you hate this one, I'm going to scream. (laughs) Oh, man. See, that just urges me to hate it more. Oh, God, Rem, please, no. Just for the sake of entertainment value. But at the end of the day, Sean, I believe that a simple summary of Kiki's Delivery Service be nice. Nice. Yeah. That's it, good. It was a very nice uh, you, anime. You mean it in the literal nice, not the uh, <clears throat> nice, nice. There, you, you there, there's nice, certainly nice. A, an audience that would interpret it the latter, but definitely the the literal sense of it, it was very nice. And that, that audience belongs in jail. Yeah. <laughs> it's oof. Oh boy. Okay, good, good, good. So I don't have to throw you to the wolves for this one. Well, I mean, I'm gonna still say a couple things that makes people angry, Sean. Rem, please. <laughs> but most of it is very good. Rem, this is this is a heartwarming show that has made many people child and think it was one of the cutest films they've seen in a long time. Why? And it's super adorable and super sweet and wholesome and fantastic, and I enjoyed it. However, Oh, God. There's a couple things Uh, that weren't too great about it. Oh, no. (laughs) Ram, am I going to have to sharpen the pitchfork again? Uh, I mean, I might directly offend you a couple times, but we'll get there. So, yes is the answer. Not yet. Okay, fine. Then where would you like to begin? Uh, well, I, th- I think starting off with the positives is always good because, of course, everyone knows just how incredible this show is. Everybody who's seen it within the last 10 years, that is. <laughs> of course. And you would hardly be able to tell that it is 30 years old now. That's the one of the amazing things about Ghibli films is that they are nearly timeless. They are classics for a reason. They stand the test of time very, very easily. Okay. 
Okay, that is very true. In fact, a lot of anime films are really good at that, but Ghibli films especially. Uh, every Ghibli film I've seen, I've always had a very strong uh, connection to, except for a few exceptions. I still don't understand the red turtle thing, which technically isn't proper Ghibli, but still, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but of course, the red turtle. Don't fuck red turtles. <laughs> Well, it looks like I'll change my weekend plans. Uh, <laughs> so uh, other things like obviously it's going to excel in the ways that Ghibli movies excel. The soundtrack is going to be very incredible, very fitting. It's going to fill you with nostalgia and whimsy. Uh, the very opening, the very intro of everything, it felt very much like a fairy tale. And that's how it was opening up. That's that's the vibe that it sent me. Uh, and in just a very, very pleasant way. Which is how Ghibli likes to do. And I, I talked about when we did Spirited Away, how it had a lot of those nice qualities. It also had quite a bit sort of what the fuck qualities about it, because it's a weird world. It's a strange land, right? And it it definitely made you feel in that uncanny valley quite a few times. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I can appreciate that. However, I do not, I, I in no way miss that. I, I'm very pleased we just were able to be completely wholesome the whole way through. You had to come back and insult the Spirited Away fans, didn't you? <laughs> I didn't insult it. I was just making an observation, a point of contrast. Your observations are quite painful and unwanted, Rem. <laughs> uh, don't worry, it won't be the last comparison to Spirited Away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, so you liked the music and you liked the opening setting. What else about uh, Kiki's did really captured your heart and mind? I think, obviously, Kiki as a character is a fantastic one. She doesn't feel like uh, Mary Sue at any point. She makes mistakes, but it also it doesn't focus on them. You're rooting for her the entire time because she's just a charming young girl who's trying to do her best and she doesn't always succeed. Sometimes she makes mistakes or sometimes she does the wrong thing, but never in such a way that, that makes us look down upon her because we know that she's trying and that is one of the most important things for a sympathetic character. The really shocking thing is how she not only has her own place, but is also running a fairly successful business by the age of 13. Yeah, no, way more successful than we were at that age or this age. Or for the next couple years. To uh, be fair, though, we, we do not have flying brooms, so maybe that is the missing ingredient. That's the missing uh, the missing aspect there. But as you explore this world, some of the things that Ghibli does so incredible is he is able to immerse you into this. The, the studio's world building is second to none, where it's not world building like you have in let's build a great fantasy land, because most of it is set in more modernized, standard, this is real life-ish kind of world. Yeah, the time frame, I forget the exact time frame, but it's set at a kind of 50s to 60s time frame. Something like that, yeah. And the world building there, and in this I don't mean adding a bunch of jargon and definitions and making a bunch of lingo to pretend there's depth where there's not. No, Ghibli provides you with sincere depth. It feels like everyone has a story. We don't have the problem that we way too often come across where we feel like the world revolves around our main character and anybody else's interactions with them only serve to guide that main character. It could 
could be argued that there was a slight amount of this with the the baker and the baker's wife and the the adorable family there. Don't but you that dare is the only, I'm not, Mama. I'm not I love making, them too much. I'm not making that argument. I'm just saying if you were to, that would probably be the area that you would argue from. But otherwise, you see that really the, the world itself stands alone without Kiki and she is a part of it rather than everything revolving around her. The story revolves around her, but the world itself does not, which I greatly appreciate. Yeah, because I mean, if you didn't have a story revolving around a main character, you'd just be doing a, well, a Game of Thrones type things, which has several main characters, but I don't think Game of Thrones and Kiki's delivery service should really be uh, compared hand in hand, personally. <laughs> uh, oh, for, for a couple reasons. <laughs> Oh, uh, but, but I mean, there was that one part where Kiki almost got truck cooned. <laughs> that that would have been very reminiscent of uh, of a Game of Thrones death because it just would have been sudden and fuck you. And I would have loved it. Oh, but, God, uh, how could you run? No, I love Kiki, but child murder. It's one of my favorite story devices, especially when done very suddenly. What would have been the point if she had been murdered right then and there? I, why, the story would be different. I don't know what the point would be. There are many routes you can go from there. Maybe it's a sad tragedy about a girl with a lot of potential who is starting to get her foothold in the world and then it's torn apart way too soon. Like, that could be an interesting tale. This is a Ghibli movie, Remington. I'm You're not allowed to have that kind of tragedy. <laughs> just say, I'm not saying that it's the ideal. I'm just saying it wouldn't be the worst thing to happen and I would have found it to be very theatrically interesting. God damn it, Remington. <laughs> Your love of child murder outstretches your love for actual characters, it seems. Often. Uh, but the better the character of the child, the better the child murder. So it still works out in that way. Uh, oh but nonetheless, uh, I, I, as much as I love child murder, it is very well known that there's one thing I love even more, and that's uh, Moe bullshit, especially animals, adorable animals, and oh, it delivered. Yes. Kiki's delivered on the adorable animals. Because, first of all, we have Gigi, the cat, whose mannerisms are all all fantastic as well. Really it, cute cat. Really adorable. Nice and sassy. The sassiest black cat I've ever seen, quite frankly. And it doesn't feel like an overbearing sassy either. No, it's, it's a friendly sass. So often when people feel like they have sass, especially with a side character, it feels like they just make them mean or mean-spirited and rude. That was not the case here. There was certainly a little bit of pretension there, but they did it in a very natural way. So it, it feels still warm-hearted nonetheless. Especially considering and gets a cat and it makes sense that a cat would feel that exactly. way. And then at one point there's a nice big dog that I loved and he was a sweet adorable boy. His name is Jeff. I love Jeff. Oh my god I love Jeff. You hear that Jeff? He loves you. There, there was also uh, Lily another cat. Uh, some magpies which are a little less adorable but still. I liked them. They, I mean they're enjoyable. Uh, but the the overall the animals it did a very good job. I'm very pleased with the animals in, in this anime. Uh, it, it hit exactly what I wanted wanted it too. Oh, that's good. That's good. I was worried that if you didn't like these animals, I would have had to string you up from the rafters because let's be real, Rem, Ghibli animals are almost always amazing. Oh, 100%. And so the general idea behind Kiki's delivery service, she's 13. She has to go out in the world. Uh, and for, for an entire year, I believe it is, she has yep. to be independent. Uh, and so she goes and what she is good at is flying. That's really the only thing she's good at, but she wants to still make it work. This isn't something about 
about a story where, oh, I'm not special enough because I don't have any other skills. And then she finds it at the end. No, she she confronts that very early on. Like, I, I'm not that good at much else, but I'm very good at flying. So that's what I'm going to do. And so they don't overstay their welcome on that. Thank God. Even though she's not the greatest at flying. Yeah, she's as... still not the greatest at flying uh, by any means. Which is great because it shows just how human her character can be. Yeah, and but it doesn't even make it so much of a point. It doesn't feel the need to be like, wow, look at that. She's really, really only mediocre at flying, ain't she? Oh, but she's trying. Instead, you just watch. Ghibli is so good at, at showing rather than telling nine times out of ten, which is just really nice, especially in contrast to the bullshit I've seen for the past month. It's a good break. It's a very, very good break. And I thought with the characters, obviously they're extremely wholesome. I Sometimes I felt like they were a little bit oversimplified in their wholesomeness, but I didn't think that that was terrible because their wholesomeness still felt very human and very natural. So even though it was a little bit oversimplified wholesome, it still was heartwarming and it still felt natural. It didn't feel forced at any point, which I can appreciate. Good, 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 good. You said a lot of really good things, Ram. Yeah. But you have some bad things to say. I, I do, I do. Uh, and I don't like that. Well, let's let's start with one of the bad things. Uh, well, first, something something notable, Sean. Yes. Uh, little you is in this movie. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, little, little, little Tombo, which uh, I just imagine an adorable 12-year-old anime Sean is exactly what Tombo would look like. Uh, uh, though I will say, Tombo, although he looks like a little Sean, personality-wise, very different. Very different. Uh, but that's a compliment to you, Sean, because I sort of disliked heavily Tombo. Oh, no. I, Tombo. Tombo is a character who, uh, he, he's a little kid about Kiki's age, and he sees her, and he's immediately infatuated and amazed because she can fly, and she's so cool. And so he just sort of is very persistent, and not in a not in a terrible, like, sword art online way, but uh, still not in an interesting or fun way. And his character never really had much going about him besides sort of that he's a d designer, tinkerer, builder. But even then, it would only suddenly become relevant when it became relevant, and it never had much else to do. Tombo was one of the more important characters, even though he was still a side character, and he might have been my least favorite in the entire thing. And In fact, I can only think of a couple characters I just didn't like in this, maybe two or three, but Tombo is at the bottom of the list. Oh, that's going to make some people upset and others be like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm a little upset because you immediately compared me to but him. But then I said his personality is very different, Sean. I mean, I'm not sure if I'd want to watch your anime either, but I'd, hey. be, I'd be willing to give it a shot because it's not going to just be Tombo. So it, it might be better. How could you, Rem? I love you. I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is patently false. <laughs> And, and along with, with Tombo, the only other characters that I sort of had a problem with, at, at one point with Kiki's delivery service, which I loved her deliveries, by the way, she's delivering a pie for an old lady and she helps these old ladies cook it. And it's really sweet. And both old ladies are great characters, super fun, fantastic details, super wholesome. And as she goes and delivers this pie, then the person who who answers, this young girl who, who it's presumably, I think it was her birthday. Yes. She's just like, 
the most mega bitch you can be. And we see her and a couple of her friends later, and they're apparently also Tombo's friends, and they're still just being super bitches. And whereas I'm okay with oversimplified wholesomeness because they still made it feel human, the oversimplified evil cynical bullshit I I felt like didn't quite feel natural or authentic to me. And so the the mean girls they they didn't work for me either. They were bad. They were boring. I think Tombo frustrated me a little bit more than them, but the mean girls in Tombo, I would be fine if the movie just didn't have them. By all means, like, replace them with possible friends for Kiki to make, or maybe Kiki just doesn't make friends her own age because she's doing great making friends from older people. But just remove those characters because I don't think they added much at all to it. They could have. They had potential, especially Tombo. Tombo had potential, but oof. I just don't think it worked. Okay, so Remington, you just went from a mild disagreement with a character that people would be like, okay, I can understand that, to straight up throwing out some characters that some people really do enjoy and care about. I mean, okay, who cares about the mean girls in Okay, Kiki's nobody, but yeah. Tombo specifically. <laughs> yeah, all right. Tombo specifically, there's a lot of people who really like him. Tombo is just as bad as the Mean Girls. Not in, like, personality, cynical bullshit, but just character-wise. Just as bad as the Mean Girls, but he's way more prominent, which makes him worse. Oh, my God, Ram. I thought this was going to be a safe, wholesome uh, movie for you. And it is safe and wholesome. I really enjoyed the the baking family. They were both wholesome and sweet, and, and the husband always just grunting very over simplified just as a big muscly man uh that was very enjoyable he only has one line in the entire movie and it's just look and it, i it love was that great. Uh, which I, I in love and of that. itself is a grunt <laughs> all, all of the other side characters seemed like they were genuinely interesting and had purpose and felt like real people to me it's just tombo oh my god ram just get rid of tombo and this movie would be significantly better and and so as as we continue going through the, through the story Eventually, as she's doing deliveries, she realizes that Gigi, her cat, can't talk to her anymore. And even more than that, she can't fly anymore, at least hardly at all. And so she tries, she ends up breaking her broom. She's having a really difficult time because if she can't fly, then she can't do anything. That is her magical ability. That is what she does. That is for her delivery service. That is the whole purpose of independence, her whole way of reaching that independence so that is the main crux, if there were to be one, of the movie about halfway through. It becomes a very dramatic, how is this going to be resolved, right? And I really enjoyed this idea of, of losing your magic, losing the thing that makes you you, losing that creative spark, th that metaphor of, of losing those things. I, it, it hits close to home because I think we've all been there before where something that we take for granted, of course we can do that, whether it be your your art or whether it be your education whether whatever it is that you feel naturally good at and then all of a sudden one day and maybe it'll last a day maybe a week maybe longer but you just forget how it came that easy you forget how you could do it so seamlessly how you could be that good what you previously took for granted didn't even have to think about now no matter how much you think about you can't quite reach that level and and that hit close to home and i thought that that was a, a really interesting 
and beautiful little metaphor that they really excelled at and really captivated me within the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of the movie in a lot of ways, is talking about how, you know, not being good at something is great and all, but you should also value all your other attributes of who you are as a person and work on those when you're having trouble with some other things. And that even if you feel like you've lost your magic, you you ultimately, you still have it. You are still you. And even if it's a little bit harder some days, even if you're struggling more days than others, it's not going to last forever. There's always a way through, a way out, a light at the end of the tunnel. And hope is ultimately one of the strongest message, I think, in Kiki's delivery service. And and as this is going on, uh, there was, oh, there was also a great moment where, uh, alongside this, where at one point the grannies, who she helped out significantly, yes, uh, they, they have another delivery, except this one is to Kiki. And so she comes and picks it up, and it's just a cake. Uh, with a little picture of her With on a it. picture of her, and it's just for Kiki herself, and it's so heartwarming. One of the most heartwarming moments in just about anything we've seen on this podcast. It was amazing. It was fantastic. Yes. And largely part of uh, how she gets her powers back as well. Yeah. And then, uh, then. Oh no, I some, know what you're going to say and I don't want you to so say not so good it. things happen, Sean. God damn it, Remington. Because here's the thing. I'm coming to a certain conclusion uh, with my two data points of Ghibli. Oh no. Ghibli, great for humanity, uh, great for the emotion, great for the details and the world. He can do characters extremely well, though occasionally, he does occasionally miss his mark on characters, but normally, he they, Studio Ghibli does absolutely amazing. But there's one thing that I feel like Ghibli doesn't do incredible at. Oh, Ram, don't say it. And don't get me wrong, everything else they do, it's like some of the best that anybody can do, but for plot, Ghibli, so far, has been a bit iffy. Oh. And don't get me wrong, <sighs> you don't need a strong plot. In fact, for most of Kiki's delivery service, there wasn't a strong plot at all, and it was great. But then around the third act, they decide to introduce like this this very dramatic, very over-the-top, action-packed, high-stakes sort of uh, plot point with with a blimp. And it it was so bad. It was so, so, so oh, bad. God, that come bit, on, Ram. It was an oof. And I remember Spirited Away also went off the rails in its third act. And I wouldn't say that Kiki went as off the rails, but it was still just a terrible, terrible choice to have as as the main the main climactic conclusion to Kiki's delivery service because there there's been a blimp in town and and now uh apparently it's starting to to uh come off it's been uh, loosened it seems and a lot of people are trying to hold on to it keep it down uh, but it ends up lifting up anyway and everyone is able to let go except for of course Tombo why cuz and and that already is a little bit iffy but then we have this this rescue sequence where she where Kiki has to go and save Tombo and work on getting a broom after uh, after she doesn't have hers at the moment and uh, figure out how to work it and it, it's a whole struggle but it went on way too long as well as it just didn't fit what the movie was about because Kiki's delivery service isn't about this high stakes life or death save him from falling from a huge blimp that's now crashing into the clock tower that's not what Kiki's delivery service is special. That's not why. Why Kiki's is special is because of the humanity, the people, the emotions. And so how I wanted it to end 
window. I wanted the climax to be a personal moment, not a crazy life or death situation, but just a human one. And that would have been equally as important, equally as valuable, equally as interesting, if not more so on all fronts. I don't know why they felt the need to suddenly go as intense as possible because ultimately it just ended up being a bit boring. It felt like it didn't fit what the rest of Kiki's had been. And we still, we get a good moment after that. Once all is said and done, its ending is lovely, but it's climax. Oh God. It's like you're trying to piss people off, Remington. I'm sorry. If we got some blimp apologists as fans, then I'm just going to strongly disagree with them. The blimp is the worst part of Kiki's, even worse than Tombo. Okay, th you're just layering hatred upon hatred. Remove the blimp, remove Tombo, maybe replace Tombo, don't replace the blimp, and you're set. You have you have what could be one of the single best movies I've ever seen. And once again, Kiki's does some things top tier, better than the vast majority of any movies could even dream of. But in this regard, it fell very, very strongly flat. And that makes two for two that Studio Ghibli has had a very unfitting third act, as well as a bit of an iffy plot. And this isn't even to say that I wanted much plot in Kiki's Delivery Service. I think Kiki's Delivery Service was doing great when she was just giving deliveries. Heck, I would have loved a more another delivery or two because those were amazing moments. But instead it decided on that and it, it didn't work for me. Jesus Christ, Remington. There are so many people who this is their favorite Ghibli movie. And I can totally understand why, but it is their favorite in spite of the blimp, not because of it, I assure you that. I mean, yeah, the blimp is a bit forced and such, but it does have serve the purpose of being the final motivating factor for Kiki to actually get back and flying and such. But why did that have to be the thing? Why not just have a very personal moment? Why not just have Kiki help Kiki or her friends help Kiki? Because this isn't a story about how dramatic events happen and then you are able to overcome these crazy events. This isn't a generic superhero film. What this is, it's a personal story. And so I think the way that she should have ultimately found her magic again is through herself or through her friends, not through a life or death bullshit scenario. Fucking hell, Ram. And I imagine that even if, even if you, you enjoyed the blimp or thought it was fine, I still think that you are likely to agree with me that it would have made a better ending had the climax been an emotionally charged personal story rather than an action packed life or death one. I mean, you're kind of right, but I don't want to say it because I don't want to be murdered too. <laughs> like, uh, my problems with Kiki's are in the final act as well, but I don't, I don't want to say it. <laughs> hey, and when you think about it, Sean, you talked about how this is many people's favorite Ghibli. It's also mine. Because <laughs> let's face it, it's better than Spirited Away, or at least more enjoyable. It's oh. more enjoyable than Spirited Away for me personally. Personally, both of them are incredibly well done, uh, but Kiki, so far, my favorite Ghibli because I actually enjoyed it, whereas Spirited Away, it was amazingly well done, but I didn't enjoy it. How foolish so. of me thinking that this would be an episode where, you know, we'd be fine. Things would go okay. We wouldn't have any issues to speak of. What's wrong with me declaring Kiki as my favorite Ghibli, Sean? Nothing. <laughs> 
But the fact that you're declaring it by simultaneously backhanding the shit out of Spirited Away, which, might I remind you, is most people's favorite Ghibli movie. Oof! That is oof! Like, can't you just say something nice for once without immediately backhanding something else that people love? So you had to add that caveat on the end. <laughs> Damn it. You're a massive piece of shit, but I'll be honest with you, Rem, I do kind of agree with you on the blimp factor. In fact, I will say that is kind of what most people take issue with, but for me personally, I don't care. I still like the movie as a whole, and I'm okay with the blimp scene. I I like the movie overall, and the climax and Tombo, they don't ruin the movie, but I do think they stop it from being one of the best movies that I've ever seen, and instead just being a movie with some of the best stuff I just I've seen in a long time. I just think you're just too harsh on Tonbo. And I'm not, <laughs> Tombo's so bad! And I'm not sure if I'm defending him because I like him or because you keep comparing me through to him throughout the entire viewing of the movie and kept making japes that'd be like, hey, Sean, why are you doing that? <laughs> uh, I mean, the whole time. And I'm like, well, you see, maybe. I, I want the people on our Discord just pull up the picture of Tombo and then the picture we have on our album art of Sean and just compare the two. It, it's there. The similarity are there, but personality-wise, you you are nothing alike, uh, and, and not only in the ways that we we jokingly made fun of you for while watching the movie, like having friends. Uh, it's not the, the other ways, the meaningful ways, the ones where you're better. I don't believe you, Rem. <laughs> How can I after all the horrible for, for things exa- you said? Sean, Sean, compared to Tombo, you at least have a personality. I can't ex- <laughs> I, <laughs> I am so torn. I am so confused. I want to accept the compliment, but also not to because you keep insulting someone who you've constantly compared me to. Yeah. I am in fucking limbo right now. I'm in the goddamn Kiki's delivery limbo, and I don't know how to feel about it. I'm just glad to be out. It was a nice break after a whole month of of terrible Kiki's delivery service. I'm giving it a thumbs up overall. It had fantastic humanity, emotion. The great characters were amazing, even if there were a few that didn't quite work out. Even though the climax didn't work before it started to force a plot, I really liked the ideas presented and how they were presenting them. It has a couple dark blemishes, but overall, Kiki's delivery service is fantastic. All right, and I will I will say one thing, Rem. Kiki's Delivery Service is actually based upon a novel. It's not just a pure Studio Ghibli original work. Ah, but definitely not a light novel, otherwise the title would be very different. I mean, three words. (laughs) It's the start. If it was uh, a light novel, then it would be something along the lines of the little witch Kiki grows to independence through her year delivering different packages. I would read that book, honestly. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, honestly, I, I love this movie with a deep passion. It's one of my favorite Ghibli films and it still hurts me that you keep finding ways to crush my poor little heart. It hurt when you did Spirited Away. It's hurting now when you do Kiki's, even if you like the movie overall. Like, I can't win with you, Rem. Even if you like something, you have to hurt me. Yeah, that sounds about right. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Is there anything else you'd like to say about Kiki's before we sign off? Because after all, movies, not exactly worth worthwhile to go back and rewatch uh, for our particular format of podcast. We, <laughs> we could, but it would be a lot of, well, uh, 
Maybe I one day this. we'll we'll do the the Ghibli revisit marathon that everyone will be craving. Oh yeah, where we just <laughs> sit down for hours on end and watch our favorite Ghibli films and try and figure out which one's the best. It would just be the the most emotionally exhausting day that would ever exist. Mostly because I'd have to deal with you for a whole day. <laughs> uh, nope, I think I've covered just about everything I want to talk about for Kiki's overall. Very good. Okay, fair enough, Remington. And I have to ask one final question for you. You want to go watch Kiki's delivery service again sometime? Who? knows maybe for the marathon sean (laughs) thank you all so much for tuning in we really appreciate it if you enjoyed our discourse on the feasibility of blimp based climaxes then please leave a review on whatever platform you listen on whether that be apple Podcasts, podbean stitcher spotify or if you really want to help us grow word of mouth is the best way to do it and if you would like to contact us directly whether it is for a comment question feedback or recommendation then you can either tweet us at animeconpod on twitter or send an email over onto animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join our community Discord, keep an eye on our Twitter, as we will be periodically posting links for all of you lovely people to join Weebout or Anti-Weebout to your pleasure. I'm there now, and I've just been shitposting nonstop. (laughs) (laughs) And... Yeah, it's got to be said, Remington. You seem to enjoy yourself. No, we have such a good Discord. Why didn't anybody inform me? I did. (laughs) For months I did. That's why you have less of a soul now, Remington, because you didn't listen. Now go sit in the corner and think about what you've done, you piece of shit. And once again, all, thank you so much for tuning in, and don't fuck your sister. Da-da-da-da.